Welcome to the Daring DVM podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to use psychology, coaching, and your doctor brain to rewire your mind and get what you want in life. I am your host, Dr. Amy Grimm, veterinary life coach, life work alignment pro, and UC Davis vet school grad. Hello, my lovely vet med friends. Thanks for joining me here today on episode 15 of Daring DVM. I know just how busy our schedules can get, so I'm thrilled that you've made some time to join the conversation today. First of all, thank you to those of you who have rated or commented on the podcast so far. This helps me increase visibility and awareness so that I can reach more people and teach them awesome tools to uplevel their life. So thank you. And if you haven't yet left a review, please do so. I would love to hear from you. Come visit me at Instagram at DaringDVM, where you can leave me a comment or send me a DM about what you enjoy, what you want to hear more about, or any other suggestions you may have too. Okay, so today... I am ranting about one of my favorite topics, work-life balance, or as I prefer to call it, life-work alignment. I don't know about you, but when I hear the term work-life balance, I kind of cringe. It sounds and feels bleh. I don't love it. We've been talking about it in our profession for a while now. It started out as a useful discussion. We were like, yeah, sure, sounds like a great idea to find some balance in my life. But now, it's almost like it makes us feel worse. Some of us feel worse about ourselves because the more we try to achieve balance, the more we feel like we're doing a shitty job at it. At work, we're thinking about our life, and at home, we're thinking about our work. It's almost like this phrase has backfired. It's put us into a more perfectionistic state, that fixed mindset, the need to achieve the perfect balance. And many times we can feel like no matter what we try, we aren't making the progress that we want to make, or that it's just not the experience that we want to have. The best way to figure out if a certain way of thinking works for you is to just check in with yourself and see how you feel when you think about it. So when you think about creating work-life balance, if you feel negatively or indifferent, or maybe you're just not excited about it, then maybe this is just not the way of thinking about it for you. Maybe the concept is amazing and works well for your friend or colleague, but that doesn't mean that it has to work for you. Personally, I prefer to think about life-work-alignment. I like to put life first because this is my life and work is just a part of it. I love the word alignment because there's no pressure to make it even or balanced. When I think of the word balanced, it brings to mind those old beam scales, the balance scales, You know the kind with the fulcrum in the middle and there's plates on each side and you're trying to balance each side perfectly with the weights. 
Or uh, maybe if that reference is too old for you, you can think about a children's playground with a seesaw. What strikes me about these images is how easy it is to remain unbalanced. To actually be balanced, the scales need to be even. The weight has to be exactly the same. And if there's even a teensy little bit of difference, the beam starts to tip. I think this is why work-life balance has never really resonated with me. It's just too hard to accomplish this perfect balance between work and life. And maybe you get it down for a little while, but then life does what life does, and something changes. You're thrown a curveball, and now you're out of balance again. The weight has shifted. When I think about alignment, however, I tend to view of it as more of a pie chart. And who doesn't love a good slice of pie? I mean, come on. But seriously though, I look at it like a pie chart, and for simplicity's sake, we're just going to imagine two colors. One for life, your personal stuff, and one for work. The circle is completely filled in. And for the most part, the two colors are somewhat even. But not exactly. It's more fluid than that. They shift depending on what is going on with you at any given moment in your life. I like to imagine fluctuating between a mix of 30 to 70 percent, ideally somewhere in the 40 to 60 range, but it's certainly not always 50-50, and it's going to move in one direction or another. But the colors never overlap. We're not trying to do both things at the same time. And the colors are also not like 90-10 or less. I think where a lot of us struggle is we try to put 80% of ourselves into work and 80% of ourselves into our personal lives, which is never going to work. 100% is the maximum capacity of your pie. When we try to overlap, we end up being burnt out. We feel exhausted. It doesn't work. It's not sustainable. And we know that. We feel that. But if you think about it as just the division of two colors, and they ebb and flow within the pie, and the colors slide back and forth as circumstances change in your life, then you can see how you have so much more flexibility. You have the flexibility to meet your own needs. The problem with thinking about balance is it's quite rigid. It has to be an exact way for balance to be achieved. And there's this pressure to figure out what balance is for you. What's it going to be? How are you going to stay there? When I think about answering that question, I feel pressure and overwhelm. I don't know how the hell I'm going to balance it and keep it balanced. So I end up in a space where I feel like I'm doing it all wrong. And I'm guessing that you felt this way too. Like there's some elusive balance and there's some secret on how to do this and I'm just a fucking idiot who's never going to figure it out. So therefore it's not available for people like me. It's just not something that I can look forward to or work towards. Instead, when I think of life-work alignment, I can see how if I give more to work then something in my personal life is going to have to give for a little while. And likewise, if I have more going on in my personal life, 
then work is going to have to give a little. And that clear division between the two colors in my pie chart can ebb and flow based on whatever I have going on. So for example, say someone in your life has surgery and you need to help them recover. Or maybe you have a family emergency that comes up. Or even an opportunity to travel with a dear friend. You have the freedom to devote more time to your life portion of the pie. And you can see how your work will have to give up some space for a little while. Likewise, maybe you have a big project coming up at work, or you're short-staffed, or need to stay a little later one day to wrap up a case. Then you have the flexibility to devote more time to work, realizing that life will need to give a little for you to accommodate these work changes. To me, this feels more fluid, more flexible, more doable. And what I like about it is I feel in control of my choices. I mean, you just never know what's going to happen despite your best plans. Maybe for some unfortunate reason, you suffer an injury. Or maybe you have chronic pain. There's no way that you're going to function in your work as you have previously. So you need to adopt a mindset of flexibility to figure out what will work for you. And if you've always been a distance runner or equestrian or maybe you like biking, you will need to be flexible in your expectations and reality of your personal life too. You need to create flexibility that is going to serve you. One thing that I think is really important about work is to make sure that your thinking around it is not super rigid. This is something that comes up a lot. We feel like we have no choice, no real say in our work life. We all have personal things we want to accomplish in life, but we fall into a rigid thought pattern where we believe the only way to get everything done at work is to spend as much time at work as we already are. And we probably have people in our lives who would love for us to spend less time at work, to leave more predictably, to be more available and present. Because of this rigid way of thinking about work, we are oftentimes not able to see other options, ones in which we get the work done, but in a shorter amount of time. And we fall into this in some way or another, somewhere along the line. We look at the task, the situation, whatever it is, and tell ourselves a story that it has to be done this way. You're the one that has to do all the things, and there really is no other way. And if you leave on time, or heaven forbid early, the work will not be completed, and the things are just going to pile up and up and up and up, and this will make it harder for you later. Now when you're a coaching client, and you tell me this, you think you are just telling me the truth. And sure, it's the truth of what your experience has been so far as a result of the way that you're thinking about it. You think that you're the only one that can get this stuff done. You think that it takes a certain amount of time. You think that if you leave on time or early, then the work is going to build up and it's going to be a problem. And for many of us, that has been our experience, and that has been true for us. But what is really interesting is seeing what happens when we offer our brains 
different ways of thinking. What if you could get all your work done in the time that you want it to take? What if you could decide, you know what, I'm going to work an hour less each day and still accomplish everything that I need to do without there being any compromise. And I get this because I've been through this in my life and I've been coached on this. And it's almost like when we're faced with these types of questions, our brain just seizes up. Your brain just screeches to a halt like, what did you just say? And no bitch, that is not possible. If this is you, then don't worry, that was me too. And what I would offer is that sometimes we just have to spend time in the space of maybe. Even just offering maybe to your brain releases tension between feeling the need to prove your thoughts right or wrong. It's much easier to explore this space. Maybe this is true, but what if I'm actually wrong about this? Another helpful question to ask is, could this even be possible? Could it even be possible for anyone ever that does this work to complete everything and leave consistently on time and without compromise to patient care? Could it even be possible that everything can get done in a way where everyone wins? It can be so hard for us to even start seeing these possibilities. The reason I now see it as more of a possibility is only from practice. I have totally had these types of rigid thoughts so many times and I have proven myself wrong. I've believed that something had to be a certain way and then later realized I was completely making it up. It wasn't the truth at all. Now, one mistake we don't want to make is we don't want to force ourselves to think differently. When you try to think a new thought but don't really buy into it yet, then the thought has no traction. You keep trying to believe it, but it's just too far of a leap for your brain. That's why it's so important to first just practice expanding your possibilities. Could it be possible for a person with this type of job and these responsibilities to get their work done without patient compromise and leave consistently on time? And if you can just open yourself up to maybe, maybe that could be possible, then you start to create a small crack in your beliefs. And you can just maybe start to see a new way of thinking. I know for myself, when I've been so committed to an old way of thinking, I focus on getting myself to a place where I can say, okay, technically anything is possible. So maybe this is possible too. I can't see how I'm going to do it yet. I don't see how it's possible for me yet. But it could be possible in this world for somebody. That's usually the door cracking open for me. 
maybe this could be a thing for me too. Once the door is cracked, you can start opening up to questions like, well, how would this even work? What could that even look like for me? So many times we think it means that for us to achieve this, we have to do all the work ourselves, faster and more efficiently. And yeah, sometimes we do need to increase our productivity and efficiency. As a former medical director, I can tell you that actually this can be a huge part to the solution. There's so many people who think they're being as efficient as possible, and then they realize, oops, actually I'm not. There's actually so many ways in which I can make this faster for myself. Maybe I notice I'm spending way too much time on records, and there are actually ways that I can make this a more efficient process for myself. Maybe I need to have an important conversation with my boss or my colleague, and I realize I could have done it in 10 minutes instead of 25. It's important to become aware of these things, because that's how you build more efficiency into your day. Now, one of the most rigid ways of thinking that we as doctors follow is that if we want something to be done the way we want it to be done, we think we have to do it ourselves. And I call bullshit. This is an area where there is a lot of room to explore. Even when I was working as an associate and not just as a medical director, I cannot tell you how many times I would delegate tasks. It may not always be the answer for everybody, but it's certainly worthwhile to spend some time considering. So if you recognize that the sheer volume of records that needs to be completed is still too much for you, even when you are being efficient, then you can work on getting creative with your solutions. There are certainly people who have used talk to text or have even hired scribes. And in some cases, maybe your hospital may not support this type of software or be willing to hire someone for you. And many of you will think this is an insurmountable roadblock. Like, that's just the way it is. And it may still not be the right answer for you, but what I would offer is, why not actually do the math and consider, would it be worth your time to hire someone independently? What would that actually cost you? What would that do for your productivity? What more could you get done? How would that affect your compensation? What would that even look like for you? Would you be willing to take a small hit to your compensation in order to not spend as much time doing records, which you probably don't even enjoy that much anyway? Would this allow you to be more likely to leave work on time each day? Could that be a worthwhile investment? This may not be an option for everyone, but is it maybe an option for you? The other thing is really pay attention to what you are doing. Maybe you are doing work that your technician can do just fine, but you for some reason convinced yourself that you're the one who's just got to do it. Or maybe you feel bad asking your receptionist or hospital manager to take some work off your plate that they could easily do. These kinds of things come up over and over. 
And the only way you can even start to see that these things are a possibility is if you open up to the idea that it is a possibility to get the work done to the level you expect without patient compromise and leave on time daily. Another way to think about it is to imagine yourself in the future. You think about your future self, leaving work on time each day, everything is done, not writing records on the couch at home. Visualize it. Connect to your future self and that place in your mind. And then ask yourself, how did I do it? Often, your brain will offer up many solutions. I did this and this and this. All your brain needed was to really understand where you want it to take you. If you don't think there is another possibility, your brain will never look for one. That is why it is so important to expand your possibilities. Really open your mind up to the possibility that it can actually be different and still good or even better than it is now. Your doctor brain is amazing and creative and actually loves to problem solve. So give it something useful to work on. Now, if you're listening to this and you find yourself thinking, well, I would love to have my life and work aligned, but my work is just filled with so many obligations and things that I need to do and the schedule is out of whack. Then just pause. Take a breath, because this is a great place to start questioning yourself on what you believe and what could be possible. Okay, so now I want to address another sneaky area in our lives. There are some of you out there who believe that you have to do all this work, you have to be there longer, you have to take on all these responsibilities and complete all these tasks because deep down, maybe even subconsciously, you don't really like what it feels like to be in your own personal life. This tends to come up with people who are experiencing difficulty outside of work, maybe with the relationship or some kind of change at home. Just remember, Whatever the season of your life is, it is okay for these things to feel hard. We have to honor that we are not always going to love every moment of our personal life. There will be times when things are hard. Life just sucks sometimes. And if you fall into this group, you're likely thinking, maybe I do want to stay at work where I can feel successful and receive positive feedback and maybe not have to think about whatever is going on in my life. And you know what, friend? That is okay. Just recognize it and call it what it is. There's nothing wrong with you. It's fine to realize that you're not feeling great in your personal life. Maybe you want to spend more time at work right now. It's not because you cannot figure out how to be more efficient. It's not because your work is so important and they need you and you can't leave. It's just because you're choosing to avoid the other area of your life. Really, what you're doing is working at the expense of your personal life and your relationships and everything else you have going on. And that's okay to recognize 
and to own that you really don't love the situation right now. I would offer that some coaching would help, and I would also offer that it is okay to spend more time in this space and realize that the reason you're working so late is because maybe home life isn't so good right now. Or maybe you're somebody who wants to go out on dates and find a romantic partner, but instead you're not, and you're sitting alone at home and bored, so you'd just rather be working anyway. That's fine. But just be honest with yourself. Don't lie to yourself and say that you're just too busy at work to have time to date or to work on your marriage or to go after that personal goal. Because that is not really true. And it is holding you back from achieving the long-term results that you actually fucking want. So work on becoming open to the possibility of figuring out what actually works for you. Don't ignore the problems that you have been for so long that they become irreversible or insurmountable, like your partner finally deciding that they are tired of always coming second to your career and making the decision that they no longer want to be in a marriage with you. Or maybe you have other relationships that are falling apart because you're always prioritizing work, like no time for friendships, or calling your mother, or being present with your kids. Take the time to really ask yourself, am I working on my alignment? Even though working at home on those relationships is not comfortable right now. Or am I just buffering and blaming my circumstance? Please don't just tell yourself stories about how great our work is and how it's really meaningful and important and this is why you keep putting your personal life second. Yes, our work as veterinarians is important and meaningful. And also, work is not going to be there with you when you need emotional support, or when you're sick, or when you need someone to pick you up from the airport, or when you're retired and now you want to spend time with friends but you lost those connections so long ago. Work cannot replace your personal relationships. Your personal relationships are very important. There's tons of data out there showing how your relationships are crucial to your emotional health and well-being. I have an amazing friend who's been with me since undergrad and also through vet school. And now, even after all these years, she is still one of my most trusted allies. And sometimes it hurts to look back on how I haven't always been that for her. So as I continue to grow and create and explore my own version of life-work alignment and what that means to me, I can say that I know I am so lucky to keep having her in my life. And it saddens me that I risked it so easily before. And finally, my friends, please remember, life is 50-50. It's not always going to be fun in both areas. And sometimes both areas may suck at the same time, but we can always find a way in which we feel aligned. And that is what I want to offer you today. Ask yourself and really think about it over the next few weeks. Are my life and work aligned? And if they do not feel aligned, where is my problem? What area can I explore? What can I get coached on? 
This is how you can get to a place in your life where you know that you can create alignment for yourself no matter what. The way that you will know you are in alignment is because of how you feel. If you constantly think that you're doing a bad job in one area of your life, then surprise, you're not in alignment. Notice, are you trying to overlap your two colors or are you buffering one with the other? Okay, my friends, rant over. I would love for you to tell me if the concept of life-work alignment is something that works for you. Personally, I love the flexibility and fluidity. And let me ask you, who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. Come join me in the Daring DVM coaching program, where you will receive one-on-one private coaching with me. So when you're ready to take what you're learning on this podcast to the next level, come check it out at www.daringdvm.com. I love who you are, and even more than that, I love who you are becoming. Dare to dream, take care, and I'll be back with you all next week. If you love what you're learning in this podcast, you have to come check out the Dare to Dream coaching program. It's where you can get individual help applying the concepts to your own life. This is where you can learn new coaching tools not shared on the podcast that will up-level your life even more. It's where I help other veterinarians who are struggling, just like I once was, to create and cultivate their dream life. Helping you is my favorite thing to do, and it will change your life. I guarantee it. Come join at www.daringdvm.com. That's daringdvm.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.